four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Welcome back to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. My name is Eric, and today we have with us the one who brings a knife to a gunfight, Brock. Say something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Say something. I said, ah, that's all I had. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have with us the one who steals the idol, Tanner. I just can't resist something that shiny. <laughs> <laughs> and the rock that chases us all out of the building, Jake. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Or sorry, I mean, hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> All right. Come rumbling down the hill. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? I'm doing, doing all right, doing all right. Good, good, good. If you couldn't tell by our very heavily uh, Indiana Jones-themed intro, today we are going to be focusing in Adventureland. Ooh, yes. Uh, in Adventureland and it's going to be an adventure. Dark Ride. Yes. So for those of you who have not been to... Magic Kingdom in a while. Let's do a quick overview of Adventureland so people are all on the same page. There's an Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> in Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is themed to adventure and in many forms. It's going to be rides that take place in jungles, in the wilderness, rides that have a very strong action-based elements, even though they're mostly kind of chill rides. That's where you have your Pirates of the Caribbean, your Jungle Cruise, your Swiss Family Robinson slash Tarzan Treehouse. The most exciting ride in the Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom, the Aladdin Flying Carpets. <laughs> I believe the Enchanted Tiki Room is in Adventureland. Yes, yes it is. As well. According to the website here, the official theme is the remote jungles of Asia, Africa, South America, the South Pacific, and the Caribbean Islands. <laughs> so the remote jungles everywhere. <laughs> so I need to change my pitch before we even start. <laughs> nah, I'll go with it. We'll All right, yeah, just roll with it. Whatever your pitch is, Eric, just just change it to be like. But yeah, it takes place. But it in takes place in one of these in Africa. Jungles, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. So, uh, other than Eric, how is everybody feeling about their pitches? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. Good. Eric, I can see pain in your eyes, though. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's pretty easy to transition out of that. The theming of the queue will have to be adjusted, but we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. okay. Awesome. It's the part where we make a pitch. Well, looks like looks like I'm first. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, again, just to double back real quick here, we are specifically doing Adventureland dark rides. Yes. Uh, in that a lot of the stuff that goes on in Adventureland is sort of open air 
or, you know, sort of we move at our own pace kind of attractions like the treehouse. Disneyland obviously has the Indiana Jones one, which is kind of dark ride-ish, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. uh, we are specifically doing dark rides. We're not doing Adventureland attractions at large. Right. Uh, So... My pitch is going to be themed around the Great Mouse Detective. Um, All right, a classic, a, a traditionally London-based um, movie. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay, uh, but it, I think it's an easy switch. Uh, we're we're chasing Radigan. Uh, we the so the cue will be have to be sort of off balance with Adventureland. Uh, that we're like in Baker Street, right? It is so the Great Mass Detective. It's not like exactly Sherlock Holmes, but it's like right. it's Sherlock Holmes. Um, so we we go to Basil's house or or something like that, and we find out that Radigan has been terrorizing the jungles out in the uh, whatever jungle that we're going to um and so we we hop on a a a, like a little plane it's gonna be like our uh ride vehicle it's gonna take us from london into the jungles Mm -hmm. and the main hook of this particular ride i don't have like a huge story fleshed out i just kind of have like a hook Mm -hmm. um is that we're given hats at the beginning of the the ride and the hats in themselves have eye reading technology. And so wait, are these like deer stalker hats? Yeah. Like like Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah. Like Sherlock Holmes, like with the long pointed bills on either side. Yeah. And so this is a slow moving dark ride. I don't want to call it gamified drink, but (laughs) it's tracking our eyes as we look for clues for Radigan's whereabouts. Um, and as we find them as a ride going experience, they'll be like highlighted and, uh, we move forward until we find Radigan. Brock, you look really upset. (laughs) He looks disturbed. No, I'm not upset at all. (laughs) I'm loving this. Yeah. So, and then, so we're on the plane, we're searching for clues for Radigan's whereabouts. And then we have a really cool, uh, us versus Radigan uh, climactic thing. Um, so like I said, mine's not, the story of mine is not hugely played out. I just came up with this hook that I really liked that is, uh, mouse, uh, detective, uh, related and yeah. we can build it. The, the adventure land part. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you prove more and more each episode. Why the phrase Eric pitch was. coined. <laughs> Just when I think you can't top yourself, there you go. Because <laughs> it's always such a cool idea, <laughs> but it's always so out there. <laughs> like out of the land. <laughs> uh, we love you, buddy. Never change. Thank you. I won't. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe it's easy to take Basil as a character and transplant him into an Adventureland setting. 
I yeah. Uh, when I was thinking about this, I was just thinking about like, oh, what's like? Let's go on an adventure. Let's hunt for clues and stuff like that. Right. And I knew knew that there was like a jungle aesthetic. I didn't realize it was built into the mission statement of <laughs> the land itself. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, I didn't know yeah. specifically uh, what that it was that specific as Jake read. Yeah. I, that's just what it says. I, and then yeah. I've seen in other places too. It, it actually, I've seen it gets even more specific where it specifically states that it's like the 1930s. Yeah. But in this, the one yeah. I just read, it didn't say that. Yeah. yeah they often seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something to the time frame added up with what I think of as Adventureland time frames. Yeah. Um, kind of early 1900s. Like mm-hmm. in that in that frame, so giving us a very broad framework to build off of. <laughs> should we decide to vote for this? But okay. uh, great, glad I got to go first and have no time to think about it. <laughs> uh, <so>. Like pulling <laughs> off a band aid, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Tanner. Okay, so my pitch for Adventureland is going to be a Tarzan dark ride. Uh, What I'm picturing for our ride vehicle is going to be similar to the rumors of what they've talked about with using Spider-Man technology where your dark ride vehicle can feel like it's swinging on webs. I thought, what if we took that technology and altered it to where we're swinging on vines throughout the jungle? Nice. Seeing all sorts of creatures. And then also implementing movement in it where it feels like we're sliding along the trees, much like we see Tarzan do during the film. Yeah. And we can come into contact as we're swinging with Tarzan, and we can see all sorts of different apes. We can see different animals, uh, jaguars, as we have kind of scary moments, we have beautiful moments where we dive off the cliffs into the water, mm-hmm. and maybe then we swing back on the vine right as we're coming through it. So that is my general idea of what we would be doing. I'm picturing the queue line would be kind of like uh, Tarzan and Jane's house. Nice. Uh, if if Because I want to set it after the events of the film so we won't have a crazy English man with a gun on our ride <laughs> trying to shoot <laughs> our ape fathers. Uh, oh, so but we could see him get hanged in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the general outline of my ride. Nice. Cool. Cool. Jack. All right. So I wrote mine down again this time. Um, let's see. So of course, when we talk adventure land, I have to bring up the society of explorers and adventurers. And I don't care if our audience doesn't like it. They need to start liking it. So we're going to cut that? (laughs) (laughs) No, we are absolutely not. So you can start your pitch again, Jake? (laughs) (laughs) The tentative title of my ride right now is Seaplane. But C is S-E-A, as in the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So... Guests are invited to assist Professor R. Blauerhimmel in his latest expedition to a remote and yet unexplored jungle somewhere in South America. The intent is to plot out the land and make maps for future expeditions by the SEA. Guests climb into the newly invented all-terrain vehicles, which are explained... I think we could have a better name than all-terrain vehicles. We can get into that. They are explained that they can handle literally any terrain, be it water, climbing up mountains, etc. Which then board Professor Blauerhimmel's cargo seaplane, arranging themselves like roads of an airplane. 
We then take off and begin our flight toward the SEA encampment outside of the jungle. Over the jungle, there is suddenly a problem. The ATVs are heavier than the professor had anticipated, and he miscalculated the necessary fuel. He instructs the riders to use their vehicles to bail out of the plane so he can safely land it and then rendezvous with him at the camp. He will try to maintain radio contact. The vehicles roll out the door of the plane and parachute down into the depths of the jungle. They then begin their perilous journey, encountering danger, wildlife, and even a mystic temple as they attempt to find refuge at the camp. Cool. Sounds cool. I choose not to be emasculated by that. (laughs) My self-confidence is fully intact. (laughs) Good. Good, Eric. I'm glad. I'm also glad that you felt the need to state that. (laughs) (laughs) So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I didn't actually realize the specificity of the uh, Adventureland mission statement. So we're going to be in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that I, I picked a property that kind of still drives with the aesthetic and also the the adventure spirit of Adventureland, which is Robin Hood. Um, I think, you nice. know, we're still in that forest. We're still uh, having an adventure. And I think that's really the important part. So deal with it. They're in the um, jungle so in Adventureland, <laughs> not the forest. They're different <laughs> terrains and ecosystems. <laughs> Wait, isn't Robin Hood also in England? Yes. <laughs> Remember how I just said deal with it? I just said deal with it, guys. Oh, believe me. I guys, will deal, deal with, it. with it. I will deal with it. <laughs> guys. Guys. <laughs> so, we have just been recruited by Robin Hood to become some of his merry men. We are riding along in a wagon as he teaches us some of the ropes of being a merry man. Or people um we are it's a gamified ride (laughs) (laughs) drink Uh, (laughs) where the guests have little mounted crossbow type mechanisms um and he teaches us how to shoot we take target practice we do all sorts of things but then he takes us along because prince john is up to his tricks and we have to help rescue the money for the people of the of nottingham silly prince john tricks are for kids <laughs> so we're going on an adventure where we're helping to thwart prince john and ka and the royal guards alongside robin hood little john alan adale and the rest of the merry men at the end of course we succeed uh we are rewarded um for our good deeds robin hood thanks us for joining his merry men and we get to tally up our score all right do we actually sit and tally it <laughs> like with, yeah. like a Every, mini golf. Everyone is handed an abacus. <laughs> it's very period. There will be a screen, and I think it's kind of tallied as like the gold pieces that you saved. Okay. So like that's the conceit of what the points are. But I can definitely save more gold pieces than like the little kid next to me, right? Yes. That's, sorry, <laughs> jumping ahead to the Q and A portion. But, you know, yeah. Got it. Well, I think that. I think we're ready to jump into Q and A, right? Yes. All right, let's do it. It's the part where we do Q and A. So yeah, I have a question for Brock. Then you mentioned a reward. Um, in the movie, the reward for the competition is a kiss from Maid Marian. 
Um, <laughs> how will that factor into your ride? <laughs> we're going to bring in live foxes. We're getting, yeah, real live foxes. <laughs> yes. We're bringing live foxes. We're dressing them up as a medieval princess. And uh, you get to smooch it and hope that works out for you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I am all she in. She bites. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just meant we're rewarded with Robin Hood's thanks and as well as our scores. Like many internships, you're rewarded with experience and the knowledge of a job well done. You can put it on your resume. (laughs) The hell else do you want? It's a theme park, right? You offer the reward. You don't have to offer a reward, bro. Yeah. In fairness, in no other pitch that any of us have ever done have we offered a reward. You very specifically said we would get a reward. I used the wrong word, guys. I'm sorry. We're going to sue you after we ride your ride that we didn't get any sort of reward. That was heavily implied to be monetary as we're collecting gold pieces. Yes. I have a question for Tanner. Yes, sir. Uh, are you envisioning this more as an experience based story or is there going to be an antagonistic force or are we just kind of swinging through the jungles with Tarzan? No, there's definitely going to be a story. I mean, most of it's going to be, we swing through the jungles, but then like in the movie, there's maybe jaguars or cheetahs that we have to kind of encounter as they're making their way towards the ape camp. Not so much though, like the movie, a human antagonist. It'll be moments of facing other creatures that you'd find in the jungle and you'd either be escaped from maybe like a crocodile of some sort lunging at you as you're diving into that cliff like I talked about. And then you have to quick grab a vine and swing on from there. Uh, Jaguars attacking and you see like in the movie you see Tarzan fighting them off as he tells you to keep swinging back to safety. So things like that would be kind of like the jungle's a scary place. Move from beautiful sight to threat to beautiful sight to threat throughout the ride, having this like swinging adventure just like Tarzan would most days. Cool. Tanner. Yes. I'm still a little confused. Could you explain your ride vehicle to me in a little bit more depth? So much like how Universal has the Harry Potter Kuka arm technology of like you're riding in the bolt and the arm is actually attached to give you the free motion i know disney's been working on something similar to that but different because universal patented it so it's going to be you're going to be like in a seat type thing we can talk about what exactly that'll be themed like right now i'm just picturing a general jungly vine leaf thing and that's going to be in the air so it gives you the feeling of as you're moving forward you're kind of like going and on a repetitive swinging motion that changes the tempo as you go through the ride. The best thing to explain it would be it's going to be sitting like you're in the Harry Potter attraction, but you're going to be facing forward and swinging that way. Gotcha. Cool. Eric, what were you envisioning your ride vehicles to be? I think it's, uh, I envision it as sort of multifunctional. You would be getting in the seat underneath the wing of what would be like a 1930s biplane. Okay. Um, and then once we get into the jungle, it would either visually look like it's detaching from it and then be getting into like a canoe or like one of those like power boats that like sends us through the Amazon. Okay. Um, and then getting off of that and going into the jungle on little moped style things. Okay. So it would uh, visually, like functionally, you would just be in a seat. Visually, when you get into it, it looks like you're underneath the the wing, 
but the dark ride, like the wing could detach itself over time. The dark ride itself makes you with projection mapping and stuff like that. makes you feel like you're on different vehicles each time okay. with sound and stuff like that. Jake. Yeah. Um, is professor bluer, blue, blue, is he original? Is he your original character? No, professor R. Blauer Himmel is an official member of C. Uh, apparently Blauer Himmel is German for blue sky. So that's a little reference there for the Imagineers. He is a member of C that is seen in many photographs, and he appears in some portraits in Mystic Manor, but that is it. He is not associated with any rides or anything else. All they know about him is his name and the fact that he is a pilot. So that's why I thought he would be good for this ride, because he would be flying the plane. Cool. Perfect. And, of course, dropping off the uh, very steampunky vehicles that we are riding in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go to the vote. It's the part where we vote. It's odd episode, guys. Really good ideas. Like them all around. I am going to vote for Tarzan. Um, I like the swimming technology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, he's in the room with us now. <laughs> I like the swinging technology. I feel like there's stuff that we could talk about in terms of like building the beats of that particular story that are really cool, and I like the baseline of the movement that we have right now. I am going to vote for Jake in the seaplane idea. Cool. I love both of your rides. It's just that's the one that screams most clearly Adventureland to me. At this time, I love both years. I'd love to talk about them another time, but that's just the one where I'm like, what fits the aesthetic of it? That's the one I see fitting the best into the current iteration of what I know of Adventureland. All right, sweet. Oh, boy. Um, I am torn because I really actually like all of these. I think I am actually going to vote for Brock. Because I think I would like to see more Robin Hood in the park. So I think we could make it a little more Adventureland-y. And it doesn't exactly fit Adventureland, what what the definition we read earlier was. But I think it has potential. So I'm going to vote for that one. I am going to vote for um, Jake's, the uh, the seaplane. I, I, uh, I just love properties that are specific to the park and i think it's a really fun adventure land it perfectly encapsulates what adventure land is supposed to be i agree all right cool cool congratulations jake fuck all of you (laughs) (laughs) sorry eric (laughs) to to be honest i love your ride (laughs) it's a cool ride idea it was i was i really once i heard how specific Adventureland's mission statement was like oh i I missed the ball. I will be honest. I didn't vote for it because I like the ride, but I want to in the future hear your initial pitch for it because I feel like you felt the need to change yes. things once you heard Adventureland. So I want to hear yeah. like what you had fully intended yeah. it to be. I'll bring it back for the past pitch, bud. The other thing I would like to say is I think some of the elements Tanner described for his ride would work really well with this seaplane ride. So maybe we could still explore those, if you don't mind. 
I mind. I'm pat. I'm patenting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna take it and hold it, <laughs> but okay. also never pitch it again. <laughs> Just nobody else can have it. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's dive in. So I had envisioned this to take place kind of in like the 20s, 30s type era. And we're looking at, you know, a big cargo seaplane. And we board these newly invented, very steampunky looking vehicles. I'm thinking there would be four people per vehicle, two in the front, Mm -hmm. two in the back. And this would be a trackless ride. Okay. So that we have a lot of opportunity for motion. Also, I think it would be really cool aesthetically if there was a drink, a big compass mounted in the dash of each vehicle just to kind of show like that we're exploring but as a twist it wouldn't actually be a compass it would be like controlled by the ride so we could twist it to point in different directions depending on where in the ride we were cool so the vehicles you board and you're getting this story about professor blauer himmel and how we're going to the jungle and everything and you board the vehicles which are just like sitting at almost i pictured almost like an airplane hangar and the airplane is sitting next to us and then the vehicles themselves get into the plane when we are already in the vehicles and then they would go into i'm guessing three rows one on each side so it ends up looking like we're sitting like an airplane does that make sense so there would be two rows of three yeah cars so it looks like we're sitting in an airplane and then the door would close behind us and we would have windows and the cars would be sitting and out these windows which are screens it looks like we're taking off and flying and after a minute or two of that that's when oh my gosh things are going wrong you need to bail out the side door opens of the plane and all the little cars get in line and all bail out of the side and then with screens we can make it look like we're falling or maybe a parachute opens over the car and we actually parachute down into the jungle That was my thought on that. And then once in the jungle, we're getting radio transmissions from the professor. Maybe he's telling us which direction to head, and the cars begin their crazy journey through the jungle. And they're all staying together as a group, but they're not, like, in a straight line. Maybe they're all taking slightly different routes over trees, you know, under things, climbing over hills, maybe going through streams and encountering all kinds of dangers and stuff. And that's what I would like your guys' help kind of developing that story. Neat. It's good. Yeah. I, I, so, so we're finding our way back to camp. Trying to find our way to camp, yes. Okay. So I think that's enough conflict to really work with, and then it's more just introducing obstacles. Yes. I, I would probably argue that uh, there would need to be at least, like, one through-line obstacle, like being chased by something or... I guess it could be a series of obstacles that also works, but I I wouldn't mind seeing somebody who's hype to steal the ATV technology or something like that. I don't know. That's just just me. I don't know if it needs it or not, just putting it out there as we discuss. I don't know the story of C, so I don't know who this particular... Uh, semen is the antagonist would be. <laughs> that could that would probably end up being an original character. Yeah. Even though some of the members of C are good guys and some of them are bad guys, they they don't do bad things to each other. I think maybe more than a human being antagonist, some sort of creature that we're warned about in the queue uh, that's yeah. legend yeah. to live like in these jungles would be the way to go of like 
and you see minor obstacles, but as you're going, like, that's the big thing is, oh, no, you weren't supposed to be in this section of the jungle right. as, like, maybe, like, yeah. the giant leopard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm picturing, like, a huge albino panther yeah. or something. Yeah, like, like a saber-toothed really? tiger type thing. Like, they're supposed yeah. to be extinct, but he's still around, mm-hmm. and he's massive. I like that, yeah. yeah. And that can we incorporate the compass, right? We hit a point of our journey where it's no longer pointing a direction. It just starts spinning like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we veer off course and then all of a sudden we see like a footprint. Yeah. Right. And then right. we finish the final chase or whatever. I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, and remember I had mentioned like the mystical temple that we might encounter. I didn't know what to do with that, but that might be perfect. Maybe like the natives built it to worship this, you know, cat beast thing. Yeah, and then, you know, we go in there, it's dark, we see his eyes glowing, we, you know... And then he chases us. Yeah, exactly. We end up seeing all this cool, interesting, sort of mythical stuff. (laughs) I really (laughs) trailed off at the end there. We have cool effects, kind of like in Mystic Manor, you know, that kind of, you know, smoke effects, projection mapping, all that kind of neat stuff happening to show that. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the temple, maybe there's a statue of the beast... And the statue comes to life, or something Ooh, that's like cool. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's what's chasing us. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. And that gives the opportunity for a really cool moment to use that trackless system and just like send the cars in like reverse out of the thing. Like if yeah, and, like, and, and they scatter. Yeah. Maybe for a brief moment, they each go down a different corridor. Mm-hmm. So for just a moment, you're kind of by yourself, and then we all meet again outside yeah. of the temple. That'd be neat, mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think having the 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 statue come to life could lead to this cool of with the uncanny valley mm-hmm. having a robot cat chasing us. It might not look totally realistic, but if it looks like it's made of stone while it's chasing us, mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Cool. And then we're just vague about which jungle it's in, so it doesn't tie mm-hmm. it to a specific culture. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. I like the idea of saber tooths just because they're kind of in a lot yeah. of different yeah. ancient cultures. Yeah. And they're they're real. They actually existed, so everybody knows them, and they're rooted in reality. But at the same time, because they're not with us anymore, they have this mythic quality to them. Right. Yeah, and I'm picturing it has like eyes made of emeralds. The statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fun. And so, like the glowing. Glow. Yeah. yeah, if you if you backlit them, that that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I would like to have areas too where maybe to escape this thing, our little vehicles go into a river, and then we're actually in water for a little while. Yeah, and maybe we end up going down a small waterfall. So yeah, we talked about in our earliest episode, Brock. You wanted to do uh, an amphibious vehicle. Maybe this is a chance to bring that back, something like that. That'd be cool. And then, yeah, yeah you could, like really you cool. said, you could incorporate a waterfall or, or something like that. Yeah, I love the idea of using water specifically. Um, and then taking sort of Tanner's idea about falling off of the waterfall. Also, like having like little plane wings shoot mm-hmm. out of our literally all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. It also includes the air. <laughs> so we yeah we glide down. Yeah, we glide down. yeah. That's cool. Into another part of the save ourselves from plummeting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the glide is a moment at the end. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we see the camp. Maybe we're up on a cliff and we yeah. see the camp in the distance and we glide down to it. 
I think it's more fun if we are gliding and then we kind of end up where we crashing just happens to be the camp oh, instead okay. of telegraphing. Yeah. Like here's the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the glide comes after a big moment of being chased by the, the saber tooth. Yeah. Right. But also gliding has never been discussed as one of the ATVs capabilities. Right. Yes. It's a surprise. Um, it's a surprise that I think that's the moment. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I also this maybe this is getting a little ahead of us, but I love the idea of like we get back to camp and I know they kind of do this a lot in Disney rides. But so the professor is there and he sees us and he's like, oh, finally you get here. Where have you been? Like, I'm sure you didn't see anything interesting while you were gone. All right. Start helping me unload the boxes or something and just totally disregards the fact that we just had this crazy adventure and he just doesn't believe us. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I think that could be kind of fun, too. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's neat. Anything else we need to talk about with the ride? Honestly, like, I think it's a good ride. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm excited about it. Um, Are there any other things we could encounter in the jungle? I was thinking maybe, like, there's an encounter with snakes, or or do we think it's enough now that we have this giant statue chasing us? I think before we go into the temple, there could be some other animal encounters, but they're less, like, being chased or anything. It's just like, whoa, there's a snake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like projection mapping snakes from the trees. What if there's like a little bit of a story beat? So we're told like to worry about the saber tooth, and then the saber tooth statue comes to life, but it's actually the physical live saber tooth that's like blocks us from the statue as we're at the waterfall and is like saving us before we glide off. I don't know. So you're saying have the real one in addition to the statue one? Is that too much? I, I think, think it's too so. much. I like what you're saying of like having another beast. Yeah, that saves us. Yeah. Like, that's what that if could we encou- be interesting. What if we encounter elephants early on? Oh, and then they and save then us? Because an elephant elephants never save us. Yeah. Are there elephants in South America? Not in South America. Is that where we're setting this? Well, that was, I just picked South America because I thought that was relatively close to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I was just thinking, like, do a, you know, an unspecified jungle. But, yeah, it, it can be South we, America, we, we, in we which could, case it wouldn't be. We could make it more unspecified. We could just say a jungle. Yeah. I yeah. think nobody would question it. He's just like, the jungle. Yeah, that works for me. But, yeah, if the elephant saved us, that would be cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, aside from that, I feel like it's just terrain terrain stuff and yeah. then a few animal encounters here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to throw in moments with the compass a little bit too, or maybe the, because like I said, the professor is trying to talk to us on the radio with like garbled transmissions. And maybe we hear him say like head North or something. And then like the cars actually go toward like where the compass is pointing for a little <laughs> while. And then eventually he says, okay, I, it's really important that you head West. And we look at our compasses and then like Eric said, they're all spinning yeah. and it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, which way is West? You know, that's fun. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. Man, at this point, Jake, you've designed almost an entire sea land. (laughs) (laughs) I have designed two rides. (laughs) (laughs) Two e-ticket attractions, my friend. We're getting pretty close. I already did an entire sea land. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say you wouldn't ride them, Eric. (laughs) No, I would. I I would ride them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I mean... Are you guys happy with this ride? Do you think that's... I'm, I'm honestly... Yeah, yeah, I'm happy yeah. With it. yeah, I'm very happy with it. I would love to ride this ride. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Too bad it'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. I think it would be a great addition to Adventureland. 
Yeah. It would. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I guess are we ready to uh, lightning round already, boys? I think I so. I think so. I think so. All right. Let's, uh, let's do it then. It's the lightning round. Okay, spinity, spinity, spinity. Today, we are doing a roller coaster. And this roller coaster is themed to Big Hero 6. A Big Hero 6 roller coaster. It's a good thing I've seen Big Hero 6. Have you not seen it, Eric? No. Nope. Oh. I've seen the opening five nope. minutes, but let's just roll with it, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you guys want I mean, to do yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it was technically. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Okay. It's part of the this fun. Will be interesting. <laughs> and I haven't yeah. seen it since it was in theaters. <laughs> Same. It's me first again. Fuck Yay! <laughs> All right, so we're going to be uh, right. We're going to be hero riding on Baymax through the city. And I have 15 more seconds to fill. So that's going to be in a, a giant indoor enclosed version of San Fran Tokyo we're zipping in and out of the city we're flying we feel the wind hitting our hitting our cheeks it's very sensory it's very good and all right all nice. right i think as soon as you said hero riding on baymax we were all like Yep. <laughs> yep, that was my pitch. It's the, I was, yeah, the first time I felt lucky to go first. In a, in a, in a, um, Tanner. All right. So as Google has just helped me find, there's another thing that you can fly around in in San Francisco, the flying green turbines as seen in the Disney Infinity game. So we are going to be on one of those launching through the city, flying around. We'll see our friend Baymax, but we're not riding on him as we go and we help them and we help rescue Hero. He's been taken by whoever is the bad guy of this movie, and it's a really fun ride. (laughs) <laughs> Disney Infinity is a fun game yeah. It is I love Disney Infinity I just can't believe I found something That wasn't Baymax on a quick search Of like what the movie's about <laughs> Amazing Hey Eric did yeah. you have time to Google Or did you just go from your brain I just went from my brain Props Eric props Oh props for the thing that everyone knew About the movie that Baymax can fly around <laughs> <laughs> I accept my props. <laughs> and we move to check for the lightning round. All right. So we are at the part of the film where the microbots have been stolen by the bad guy in the mask, and we are trying to get them back by riding on them. And we are watching the track assemble and disassemble around us as it carries us around. And the guy with the mask is flying around. And I'm having a really hard time concentrating. Brock, stop flipping me off. And the masked guy is chasing us as the microbots form this amazing roller coaster experience for us to ride on. And it's wacky and it's fun and we all love it. What the fuck is a microbot? That was like word for word my pitch, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> the microbots are something that Hiro invented in the movie, and the bad guy steals them. And they can make anything. You just like, hey, make a roller coaster, and they make a roller coaster. I'm like, hey, make a spaceship, and they make a spaceship. Yeah. Huh. It's not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Next up we have Brock. 
All right, so we are going to be experiencing um, the sort of multi-dimensional travel that is sort of the basis for the background of the villain character. His daughter went missing in this sort of multi-dimensional travel, and he's trying to get her back. So we're going through San Francisco, and then we end up inside of this strange multi-dimensional space in this cool uh, sort of futuristic machine that takes us throughout dimensions. Nice. Cool. Well, you know, I I have to say, considering that two of us have never seen the movie and two of us have not seen the movie in a very long time, those are all doable, rideable rides. <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. it's not bad. It really wasn't bad. <laughs> no, I, my backup pitch was just free theme rock and roller coaster to be Fallout Boy with Big Hero <laughs> 6 stuff around. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, I could have pitched that we just like sat and listened to exposition for five minutes. That would have been <laughs> that would have been a fun experience and it would have basically summed up Big Hero Six. <laughs> yeah, we ride on the back of the scooter while our older brother gives us the entire exposition for the movie. <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah. And that's the end of the ride. The end. Get off. <laughs> Go enjoy your day at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Outstanding. And don't forget to vote on our Twitter polls for which lightning round attraction you'd like to see us come back to at a later date. All right, Brock, why don't you take us out of here? All righty, my friends. Oh, Tanner, don't forget your compass as you go to search for our Instagram. Nice. Oh, how else would I find main underscore street underscore musings? Jake, all those vines have overgrown around our Facebook. Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. And Eric, behind you, look, it's a Twitter. At MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Make sure to give us a rating and review us. Give us five stars and tell all of your friends. Hey, friends. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Right this moment. Share this podcast. Send this podcast. Shout it from the heavens. Smoke signals. <laughs> Jake, you're getting really aggressive. This is not aggressive. I'll show you aggressive. You motherfucking son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and we are out. 